This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Found out this week that fans will be allowed back in under the new tiered system. Anfield can welcome back supporters, given Liverpool's in tier two. Just how symbolic a moment will it be to have supporters back in Yeah, that's good. Ah, okay. Um, I'm not sure. I didn't understand of what, of the full question. <laughs> About supporters back in the state. Yeah, supporters back in. Just ah, a yeah. symbolic amount will be to welcome them back into Manfield. Okay, so I think we are all really waiting for for little for for little steps uh, in the right direction. Not only in football, in all in all parts of life, and. Um, these things with tier one, two, and three, um, it's the, the the best idea we have in the moment in this country. So uh, means it depends to how many people um, are um, getting infected over um, in a specific period of time. And um, so, yes, I understand that um, there are obviously some discussions about why it's or oh, it's an advantage for some clubs. Um, I said before I knew which tier Liverpool will be in. I, I don't. It's not discussing the advantage or disadvantage of of this or that. It's just uh, making small steps in the right direction, and um, I hope um, this is um, the sign for it. And so I'm happy, um, obviously, that we can bring in um, two thousand people. Nobody knows how long we can do that, but um, I don't know. Even know in the moment for which game it would be the first time and all these kind of things. Um, but I. I I just think we should discuss this not on the basis of an advantage or 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 a disadvantage for for this or that team, because um, uh, the world is in a difficult place and we have to we all we all wait for small steps and it's a small step in the right direction. That's how I see it. There was the news as well from UEFA about your game against Midgetland going back to Dortmund. That'll be a nice homecoming for you, will it? Would be kind of. I'm just not sure if that will happen. I think pretty much on the same day, um, the 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 rules for Denmark changed. Um, so for, for for us traveling to Denmark, so we we have no influence on that. So we fly to Midtjylland or to to Dortmund wherever we have to. We are the way team, so we play uh, where we have to play wherever it is. And um, Dortmund, I think it's rather coincidence than anything else. Uh, would be obviously a place I know, but. Um, and not too far away, because I think there were in the very beginning other options as well, where we have to fly really long. So as long as we don't have to fly longer than we would fly to Denmark, I'm I'm fine with the destination. And just finally, can you just give us an update on the squad? How are the players? Um, any update perhaps on Jordan Henderson or Thiago Alcantara? Handled. Trained yesterday at parts of team training and then had then his individual session. So we have to see what we do with that. Um, all the the other players who played now, um, they are still in, in recovery. So that's how it is. And uh, when you have only this few few um, days in between, and um, so we have to make late decisions. So if you would ask me now, um, which will be your lineup, and I would be in in a, in a mood to tell you, I couldn't. Um, because I make this decision as late as possible because I have to wait for the medical department telling me who looks like ready. Um, and then we have from now on another 25 and a half hours roundabout um, to make sure that um, yeah, that we bring the, 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 the fittest and freshest players on the pitch. 
Fantastic. Okay, Mandy from PLP, and then we go to James Mountford after Mandy's two for BBC Merseyside. Hi, Jürgen. Bryce Hi, Mandy. To win at home this season, but how impressed were you with the way that they played against Aston Villa last weekend? Brighton is, um, as might be a good example of how good they are actually. But um, in, even in the other games, with uh, when the results were not that good, um, it's pretty special with Brighton. So, look, I, we have analysed meetings obviously a lot, and um, I have analysts who are really honest in that. So, if they think the opponent is really is a tough one to play, they tell me in the first second of the meeting when they we, we see all the, the results they had in the last six, seven, eight games. And they say, okay, the results don't look like, but they are in a really good moment. So they play just good football. You can see that that was since um, um, since they work together now, um, and they have um, always possession, a lot of possession in the game. The football playing side, the clear idea, um, adapt sometimes a little bit system-wise, but most of the time play play the same system and 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 stick to that and and do that really well. So yes, they don't score or didn't score so far, maybe often enough um, to to get the results out of it. But we cannot go there and expect that they will not finish their situations off. Of course not. We have to make sure um, that we are ready for for a lot of um, necessary defensive work because they play, they make the pitch big. They and, and Brighton pitches anyway big, um, and then they make the pitch even try to use all of it and then um, it's just hard work and that's what we have to be ready for. We were always so far and um, we have to be again. And Graham Potter says that he believes you've got the arguably the, the best front four in world football. Firstly, I presume you agree. And secondly, how pleased are you with the way that Jota settled in so quickly and, and has he made your side at a much stronger Liverpool team? Um, uh, thank you, Graham. Um, but um... <laughs> Yeah, Diogo obviously settled in nicely, and that's uh, that's true. Um, very important for us, very very important for us, uh, because we have uh, we, we cannot play the, the our usual front three um, all all the time, all for the full season. And it's just and it's difficult to uh, it was difficult to improve us there. Um, but Diogo looks like he can um, he can do that, and that is massively helpful. And so I'm really happy about that. Fantastic. Thank you, Mandy. We go James Mountford, Carl Markham, uh, Alex Crook, and then that's it for the Open, because I have no more hands over before we go to the embargo as it stands. James, from Merseyside. Hi, Jürgen. Hi, Good James. Morning. morning. Um, just wonder what you make of the top of the Premier League table at the moment. Just three points separate the top five. Is that because there's a lot of quality in the division? Is it a symptom of the, the strange sort of start to the season? Oh, now you hit me a little bit on the wrong foot. I'm not sure about who is there. <laughs> I didn't really look at it. Uh, Tom obviously leading it. Yourselves, Chelsea, Leicester and Southampton. Okay. Yeah, first and foremost, that speaks for a lot of quality in the Premier League, a lot of quality for, for, um, in, the, in the squad of these teams and good managers and um, just good work on the, on the training ground. Um, so because um, they all... Um, played so far a really, really good season and other teams as well. So I'm not surprised that Tottenham is where they are. I'm not surprised that Chelsea is where they are. Southampton look really, really, really good. And Leicester, we played only a few days ago. We know um, how good they are. So, um, no, um, it's it's um, the sign that it's um, that close together this year is for sure um, because it's a very, very 
difficult but interesting season for everybody and so um, there are a lot of chances out there for different teams and it's nothing to do with what you what you've achieved last year or the year before it's just you have to be in in, in here and now um, and be ready for that because it's it's really it's really tough for all of us but how I said I'm not surprised and football obviously has lost a, a huge figure this week in, in Diego Maradona um, I just wonder what your thoughts were on him as a as a player, please. <laughs> the best through my lifetime, which I've watched most often. That's maybe not right anymore because I saw Cristiano and and um, and and uh, Lionel as well now <laughs> a lot of time. But during my own playing career, uh, he was the the standout player. And um, yeah, is his life? I think um, shows how. Nice life can be when you are a world-class footballer and how difficult it can, it can be as well. So um, he was a very, very impressive, impressive figure. And um, I had told already, I had met him once, which is for um, a player. I was not a player anymore, but for a player of my level, which I was, was like meeting the Pope, to be honest. Um, and that's um, was really, really special. So I, I football will miss him. I will miss him and you can see with all the reactions all over um, the world if we would have shown our love for him during without having to have a selfie um, just if we would have shown him the respect he deserves while he was still alive I think um, yeah we could have helped him Carl Markham and then uh, Alex Crook to finish and then we'll go to the embargo section Hi again Hi Carl Hi we all know how much of a fan you are of 12.30 kickoffs. Um, you've got this one on Saturday, and then you've got the December fixtures of give you a, a Wednesday night game under a Saturday 12.30 with Tottenham Crystal Palace. I'm just wondering what you thought of that. Obviously, you, you campaigned against it, but you don't appear to be being listened to. That's true. Um... So I think my thoughts about it are clear, but now I'm sitting here 25 hours before a game and it's not the time for me to think now about it because now I have to prepare a team. When I, when I speak about it, I speak about um, the, the issues it, it causes all the players, not our, only ours, but in the moment it's only us and, and it looks like until the end of the, um, the year, it's only us from all the Wednesday games. So, um, yeah, uh, obviously, whatever I say doesn't help. So I will step. I stop talking about it. That's how it is. We'll change nothing. If you speak and change nothing, why should you speak? Then it's just a waste of time. So you're basically giving up on giving up on the arguments, are you? That, 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 that you feel there's nothing you can do, or there's nothing collectively you might be able to do as as managers or or clubs or anything. If I. If, the last thing I wanted to do is create a headline, and now you said I gave up, um, but it would be then probably the headline. So, um, but look, um, I talk, I speak about these things in in a in a general way, um, for because it's a it's a it's a general problem, um, and so how I said in this moment. We play in 25 hours. It's not. It's not my problem. My problem is to prepare a team. So and um, that we got the only other spot um, um, in the from now until December is a fact. So when you play Wednesday and then uh, the next one <laughs> isn't 12:30, it's 
um, you have to ask other people why they do that. I, I don't have the answer, obviously, because um, we, we are not involved in these decisions. Yes, go on then for me. It's Alison could play his 100th game for the club on Saturday. I'm just wondering how important, with all the changes you've had to make in defence, you know, changing your back four quite a lot, how important having someone like him behind them it has been? After 100 games for Liverpool, I don't have to speak about the importance of, of Ali. Um, I thought it could have been already more. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I would say 99 good ones so far. So I don't can remember a game where he was not um, um, spot on. So that's good. And of course, it's important when you have a world-class goalkeeper, you want to have him in your goal. Um, the more often you can do that, the better it is for us. And so I'm very happy. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, Alex Crook, and then if the guys for the embargo section can put their hands up, we'll go to that next. Uh, Alex. Um, good morning, Jürgen. Hi, Alex. Obviously, this game will be a reunion uh, with Adam Lallana. I just wondered how much respect and admiration do you have for what he did as a Liverpool player? Ah, thank God I said it all already um, when he left um, and we still miss him. But it's not really, it's not easy to miss Adam Lalana because um, pretty much everybody here in the club has still contact with him. <laughs> not this week so much, um, but uh, because he is uh, just a, a friend uh, for life of all of us. And so um, we are obviously not 100% sure. We don't know it if he can play because he didn't tell anybody. It was obviously the last week he left the pitch or had to had to leave the pitch with a groin issue, if I'm right. So I would expect him to be on the pitch tomorrow, to be honest. Um, and then for 90 minutes, I know Adam well enough, um, the friendship will put, we will put all the friendship a little bit aside. And after the game, we will be friends again. That's a nice thing with friends. Okay. And, and just based on what you've already said about fixture congestion and obviously the injury problems you've had, do you think this season is going to be even harder for you to win the title than last season, given what you've got to contend with? Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry, I've muted you there, Alex, my problem. Sorry, I was going to go to the embargo section. You need to unmute yourself, Alex, if you've got any... Uh... Follow up. There we go. No, no. I mean that, that was my question, really. Just wondered if you could expand on the reasons why. Why should I? You say all the things. It's um, it's uh, before that. So it's yes, it's more difficult. That's it. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.